0: Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. The incredible edible egg is a kitchen staple as a dish by itself or as an ingredient. The egg is in just about everything from your baked goods to fried rice. Today we'll be looking for your favorite egg recipes and also talk with Rin Laster from the Mississippi Egg Marketing Board about their work and about how they spread the message about eggs. So we're looking for your comments this morning. Uh, maybe you have a favorite egg dish, a place that you go to get eggs prepared just the way you like it, uh, or if you have a question about uh, maybe a recipe involving eggs, give us a call this morning. The number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or you can email the show food at mpbonline dot org. Good morning, Deborah. Hope that you had a good weekend.
1: Good morning, Kevin. I have had a wonderful weekend, and I'm having an even better Monday. I get to see you today. So how are you?
0: Good. That, uh, over the rain, uh, at least here in central Mississippi, got a lot of rain on Saturday. It seemed like it rained uh, most of the day. So it was certainly one of those perfect days you stay inside and don't do oh, much You of were anything. lucky
1: enough to stay inside, Kevin. <laughs> So caught in the rain? Yeah, I was floating up and down the interstate on Saturday. <laughs> that was pretty hilarious, and I was surprised at how many people were actually out and about. Uh, but I had to go shopping because I've got, of course, several catering you know events coming up uh, this week. And uh, yeah, Kevin, it was it was really interesting. I just went with it, though, you know.
0: And uh, started to turn cold again, at least here in central Mississippi. Uh, so that makes me think about, uh, you know, uh, some things that you like to eat during the wintertime. Chili is one of my favorites that I've not made yet this year. Probably think about doing that soon.
1: Oh, Kevin, I thought you were going to say light the fireplace oh, I- and get all cozy. <laughs> You're talking about chili. OK, so yes, I absolutely. If I had love- a
0: fireplace. I
1: <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, but I absolutely loved a great bowl of chili this time of year would be perfect.
0: Or any other kind of, you know, that's the thing, maybe like some soup or stew. Those are always good for a cold. And although I guess it's not officially winter yet, it certainly uh, feels like it based on the weather. So uh, we're going to be talking about eggs today. And you brought in sort of uh, uh, two. Well, actually, it was interesting. As In the, in the opener, we say, is a dish by itself or an ingredient. Well, you brought in something where it was a dish by itself. And you brought in something as an ingredient. So first, uh, tell us about the deviled eggs that you brought in.
1: Well, Kevin, of course, you know, last week you and I were talking and you, you know, protested and you didn't want deviled <laughs> eggs. And because I'm just such a wonderful friend, <laughs> I brought you deviled eggs today. And not just any deviled eggs, Kevin. I brought you fried deviled eggs that was stuffed with a beautiful yellow oak, uh, yolk that's infused with the uh, spicy sausage and green onions, a little uh, garlic powder. Uh, it's really yummy bite, really beautiful presentation. Mm-hmm. Unexpected everybody that came by and looked, they were like, "Wait, those are fried." And I was like, "Yeah." So
0: Yeah, they re- they look really good and <clears throat> and I I think I said this last week. I'm not a big fan of of uh, boiled eggs. And part of the reason is just the the texture of the white I don't particularly like. Uh, but I will say I, I did try one deviled egg.
1: And you did. You were such a good sport. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. And
0: I'll say I I think that the it's not ru- as rubbery, I guess, that it was fried, added a little bit of maybe uh, texture to it. <clears throat> but also I thought the 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 yellow part, which is the yolk, right? Yes. Okay, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember which one has the name that no one remembers, but that's the <laughs> white bark. But I like the way that you did it because I did taste the little spicy sausage in there, and, and it was good. So if I had been someone who liked eggs... And, Alexa, I didn't dislike it. It's just not something that I would run to. Yeah,
1: but I'm so proud of you for just even trying. Kevin, you are always such a a great sport. And I think um, it was funny to see Java take a bite. Because uh, I think he put two deviled eggs in at one time. I,
0: you know, so. Well, speak, speaking speaking to somebody who likes deviled eggs, just <laughs> just regular
2: these the, the fried and like you said with the extra sausage and the extra flavor was was something special. You know, you've tasted the deviled eggs, so you you know you kind of know what you're going to get. But then when you bite into one of De- Deborah's fried deviled eggs, it was like a pop of surprise, and it was really good.
1: Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed
2: it.
0: But, you know, I think I heard you uh, talking to someone uh, before we came on the air, and that would be some way you could really kind of fancy that up if you you – because I've never thought about mixing in something with the the yolks like that. But you could almost put, I don't know, maybe minced shrimp, some sort of something to really jazz it up some.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, kudos to Matthews at Estelle's. He does this really fantastic lobster – uh, deviled egg that is just superb, but yeah, you can, you know, you don't just have to leave the yolk plain, you know, and just do the tra- traditional things. But I say, go ahead and, you know, spice it up a little bit. Uh, you can, uh, you know, finally chop up some, you know, pre-cooked steak, Kevin, tiny, tiny little bit bites folded into that yellow, or you can do shrimp or chicken. Just go ahead and take it up a night as, you know, it's the holidays, you know, and, and if, you know, for those who want to be a little bit more posh, you, you know, once you get your double eggs piped into a... Uh, you know, you're white, you can go ahead and add, you know, a spoon of caviar and go ahead and, you know, throw you some gold flakes on top. I mean, you know, we can... We're going all out this morning. Yeah, we can make it happen. It's the holidays. Now,
0: Somehow there's some weird... Nest to chicken in a deviled egg, because you know which came first, the chicken or the egg? That kind of well, thing. Well, that so way
1: you get them both. That's right. We I ended the argument instantly. You get the, <laughs> the beginning and the
0: end part there. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's the idea of just finally shredding some fried chicken and just using it as a dressing on top of that. You know, I'm always looking for visual appeal along with that extra taste of you know because we here in the South the staples are are pretty much the same. You know, but it's it's being able to. Uh, add that creativity Mm -hmm. to whatever the bite is. And that's what I love about the chefs here in our state.
0: And that's also, again, as someone bites into it, it's it's a nice little pleasant surprise because they're not expecting that. Now, the other thing that you brought in today, I certainly participated in. (laughs) And eggs were an ingredient in the pie that you made.
1: Absolutely. So you had bourbon pie, Kevin. And let me tell you, that pie is decadent. Uh, Every bite of it makes you close your eyes. Uh, it's really yummy, and the the base of that pie, um, the custard is an egg custard, and it's infused uh, with lots of yummy stuff.
0: So uh, what I liked is, uh, and I told you this before the show started, is that your pie crusts to me are just really amazing, and, you know, I, I think a lot of people, you know, I've seen some people eat a piece of pie, and they scrape out all the, the coat, you know, the stuff, and they leave the the crust there, and I'm like, well, you've missed kind of, I mean, to me, that's at least half of what the pie is, and your your crusts are so delicious. And then you're always very, again, visually imp- impressive with the the crimped sides on the um, on the sides there. I,
1: you know, you know, I think Kevin. Sometimes you know, when we're baking, we forget that the crust really is a huge part of whatever bite you're going to have. And so you want to make sure that you treat your pie crust so that it it uh, is a complete bite when you bite it. Because it it's difficult for me to see people you know, eat a dessert, whether it's a potato pie or whatever, and you see them scooping the innards out of the pie shell. It's like that was a complete waste. So, yeah, we always want to make the whole pie cohesive and every it, bite yummy.
0: It's like people who eat pizza and then leave the crust. It's kind of like, well, that's you
1: know, <laughs>
3: yeah, part of right. the whole thing there. Right.
0: Uh, also, though, the uh, the color I thought was very attractive. It's kind of a tannish color, maybe a little bit lighter than, um, than your famous uh, sweet potato pie, certainly. But it had a nice color and the the texture was very creamy
1: well because the the base of the roux is eggs kevin and everything that's infused into the pie has the same color palette so you end up with this really beautiful golden color once it's done and it's like i said it's just such a wonderful treat to have during the holidays
0: so uh, we are going to be talking about uh, eggs today we have an extraordinary topic uh, <laughs> for the show this morning. Uh we're later in the show going to be joined by uh, Rin Laster from the Mississippi Egg Marketing Board. In the meantime while we chat uh, if you have a favorite uh, favorite egg recipe that you'd like to share with us or an egg dish uh, or maybe a place that you go to eat eggs or again a question about preparing something uh, with eggs. Give us a call. The number is 1877 MPB ring. It's 1877 Six seven two seven four six four. Before we go to the first break, this was in, a new one on me that eggshell powder is a great source of calcium. Uh, now, Deborah, I, it's interesting too because you know when you're making something and there's just a little tiny bit of the eggshell in there, you freak out and you got to get it out of there. But this is suggesting that you take those eggshells and grind them up and eat them.
1: Well, you want so they're grinding them down, Kevin, till it's almost a dust texture. You you know it's not that eggshell, you know, that everybody's trying to get out of whatever, but it's grounded down to it's a, a very fine powder. And then I think the suggestion is maybe to infuse it with your flour or your cornmeal when you're cooking. Um, you know, you can grind it enough to create a facial scrub. Uh, but for me, Kevin, one of the things, uh, you know, that I've been doing for the last several months with my eggshells is I pre-wash them, I steam them and I dry them. And I paint them, and I use them for my mosaic work when I'm doing art. So it's an opportunity to not be wasteful and use everything that you have.
0: Yeah, so that would be great either an art project or, as you mentioned, uh, just something uh, that adds uh, some calcium to the dish without really affecting the flavor at all, and I would imagine if you did it right, most people wouldn't even know it was in there, but again, it's a little bit of uh, added nutrition involved there.
1: Absolutely.
0: Before we go to break, let's uh, invite Kathleen from Osaka on the line. Uh, Good morning, Kathleen. You're on the air with us.
4: Hey, Kathleen. Good good morning, good morning from Osaka. Uh, Somebody asked me, where's Osaka? Well, it's got a gas station, a post office, a bank, and, uh, and I think I think that oh, I think that's it. We've got four buildings there, <laughs> but your popularity goes to Kentwood.
3: Uh-huh. You
4: know they they play your show there at the uh, flea market, Johnny and Karen Jones flea market, and they play it in the co-op there in Kentwood. So wow, we've got a bunch of garmons down there, <laughs> which is only three miles south of the big town of Osaka. <laughs> but uh, I'm not too good at omelets. I break them, ruin them, they're ugly. So I make a lot of scrambled eggs, and I've got some tips for people to use them for a different kind of situation. You can scramble eggs and have what they call a speed bar, which all it means is cough saucers, or plate something with different ingredients. You can add black beans, a spoon of Rotel, and chopped onions and cilantro It'll come out Spanish. You can have the scrambled eggs. You can put... Uh, a scoop of uh, salsa, salt, salt—not salt—marinara um, sauce, uh, some shredded Italian sausage on it, and just flat leaf Italian parsley, and that's delicious too. So you can get as creative as you want with a scrambled egg, and the different kinds of bread you can eat with it. You can go pumpernickel, rye, or sourdough. It just changes things around, and it's inexpensive. And you use every bit of it, so you're right on that, Deborah, right on the ball as usual. But uh, I just love, love, love the show, and I'm so glad you address things that give a party atmosphere to such simple things, and it, it makes a difference when you see it needed.
1: Kathleen, thank you so, so much, and I appreciate you and all the folks that are listening to us all over the state. Your kindness is tremendous, you know, and um, and I just don't know what I would do without you guys. So thank you.
0: Thanks, Kathleen. Good suggestion. It's it's almost like, as we mentioned, pasta last week is being kind of a base and you can do all sorts of different things. Uh, Kathleen's suggestion of the, the speed bar or the, the scrambled egg bar sounds good because you can add all kind of different things using that scrambled egg as your base. Time for the first break of the day. Uh, as we've dedicated today's show to a very versatile egg, how do you use eggs in your kitchen? How do you add flavor to scrambled eggs? We'll talk about that when we get back. You can join our conversation with a phone call. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464, or you can email the show, food, at mpbonline.org. After the break, we'll be joined by Rin Laster from the Mississippi Egg Marketing Board. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Today we're talking about all the ways eggs are used in the kitchen. And we're looking for your egg recipes or favorite egg dishes or questions about cooking eggs. You can call us at one mpb ring It's one 672 Seven four six four, or email the show food at mpbonline.org.
1: So, if, Kevin, I heard a little Elma Fudge say eggs. Eggs? <laughs> the pesky little eggs.
0: <laughs> eggs. Okay. Uh, before we invite our guest in to join our conversation, we've got Sue from Beaumont on the line. Good morning, Sue. You're on the air with us.
3: Good morning. I, I just want to make a quick comment, Kevin, about your comment about uh, eating chicken and eggs together. Right. Okay, Orthodox Jews have a dietary restrictions against eating chicken and eggs in the same meal, or in the same dish. Uh-huh. And also, of course, uh, or, Orthodox Jews have restrictions against eating swine, any kind of pork, and certain uh, seafood products. Okay. I just thought I'd mention
0: that. All right. Thank you so much, sir. uh, Yeah, so I was trying to think if there were any other instances where eggs and chicken might go well together.
1: Um, well, you know, but for breakfast, Kevin, you know, you may want to do a pounded out, you know, chicken steak, fried chicken steak, and you scramble some eggs as well. So, you know, we do it all the time. You just got to, you know, be or, a little.
0: Or chicken and uh, egg biscuit. Absolutely. All Absolutely. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so joining us in studio is Wren uh, Laster from the Mississippi Egg Marketing Board. Uh, she's also Director of Food Safety and Animal Welfare at Cal Maine Foods. So thanks for being with us on the show. Hey, you I'm glad to be here. Uh, tell us a little bit about what exactly the egg Mar- marketing board is and, and what do they do?
2: Okay, so we are comprised of five members. We're all appointed by the governor. And our commissioner of agriculture, Andy Gibson, is a member. And then we have an egg producer member, which is me. And then we have three members from related businesses um, around the state. So, And then one person from the Department of Ag. Okay. And we were established to promote the importance of eggs in people's diets, in preserving public health, and to promote the importance of eggs in the nutrition of children.
0: And I think historically, you've had kind of a difficult job because eggs seems to be one of those things where first people say, "Oh, it's the it's a great food," you know, and and then and it's very versatile and everything, and then so often. That one group that seems to like every time they come out and say there's something there's something wrong with it to eat, but you know right. so it's gone back and forth. But I guess eggs are uh, healthy and versatile.
2: Right, we're good now. Okay, um, they've they've established that cholesterol um, is usually going to be from. Hereditary, you know, like genetic mm-hmm. if you have a high level of cholesterol that dietary cholesterol is not quite as important as something as um, that comes from genetics or from a sedentary lifestyle or something like that. So a lot of that stuff's inherited. And eggs do have some good cholesterol in there as well. So I know my mother has problems with getting her good cholesterol levels up. Mm-hmm. So we eat a lot of eggs at our house to try to try <laughs> to alleviate that problem. <laughs>
1: And how you prepare the eggs, too, you know, has uh, some, you know, health values as well. You know, if you you don't want to, you know, do the fried eggs, you can always boil them and bake them and still end up with absolutely wonderful dishes. Right. Right.
0: Uh, Now, I've got to tell you that I have in my office a picture of me in the egg chair at the State Fair (laughs) for, I think, 10 years in a row. Yeah. So, obviously, that's my favorite thing to do at the State Fair. Yeah. Yeah. but what, outside of the egg the chair. Easter
1: bunny's
2: jealous, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: what are what are some of the other ways uh, that you go about trying to promote eggs uh, to the folks of Mississippi?
2: Obviously, I think when people think about eggs, they think about the Easter egg hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, we have that every year at the Ag Museum which actually gives children an opportunity to dye Easter eggs instead of just using plastic eggs because a lot of people do that now because it's a lot easier. So if you don't want to mess up your kitchen, you can come <laughs> to the Ag Museum and bring your children and let us let them mess up stuff there. Uh, we also have Homestead for the holidays at the Ag Museum where we serve a, a breakfast. We um, do, of course, the Mississippi State Fair where we have the egg chair, so y'all come look for that. Uh, we have an egg bowl promotion where we give away tickets to the egg bowl. We have different promotions on radio, TV, billboard, advertising. We have a harvest fest and spring farm days that's um, where we actually allow children to see the incubation process so that they can understand more about the importance of poultry in our state of Mississippi. We have um, different events in the classroom, educational programs. We provide educational materials through kindergarten through the twelfth grade. And we also help sponsor the Governor's Cup baseball game between Mississippi okay. State and Ole Miss mm-hmm. in the spring. All right. So how many egg farms do we
1: actually have in the state of Mississippi?
2: Oh, gosh. As far as commercial egg farms, there's probably just Cal Maine. Okay.
1: Um,
2: we're actually the largest egg producer in the United States.
1: I've actually been on your site. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: So we're in 14 different states, and we sell in 24. So we're we're pretty out there. But as far as, you know, there are some smaller You know, ones, I guess, that people have, you know, birds at home and and sell their their eggs. Okay. At farmer's markets or something like that.
0: Uh, We'll be chatting with Rin throughout the hour, but we've got a couple calls to get to on the line. So let's uh, start again in Meridian. Mark has called in today. Good morning, Mark. You're on the air with us.
1: Hey, Mark. Hey, how you you doing? Fantastic. How are you today?
5: Well, I'm doing really well. Uh, I... uh learned a little trick about frying eggs uh, from my mother. Uh, I spent a lot of time uh, in fast food restaurants uh, cooking uh, greasy spoon uh, breakfasts. And so I know what an over-easy egg is, but one of the things that I uh, never quite mastered was flipping those eggs. (laughs) And so uh, my mother taught me a trick uh, to make Your eggs look as if they have been flipped, and they are perfect. And what you need is a uh, frying pan that's fairly hot. Uh, You put your egg in it, and you need a lid for your frying pan uh, uh, that uh, fits fairly tightly. Because what you do is after you get your your egg uh, sizzling and that nice little crunchy, crispy part around the white, Mm -hmm. uh, then you take one. Ice cube, and put it in that frying pan, and put that lid on it, and let it sit for a minute or two. And the steam from that ice cube uh, evaporating will cook the top of your eggs, and they will look perfect. I promise you.
4: Wow.
1: As long as,
5: as, long as your uh, as long as your uh, frying pan lid is fairly fairly tight, and you can resist the urge. So we sit up and see whether it's whether it's doing any good
0: or not. All right, uh, Mark, that's a cool trick there. Uh, and, uh, thanks for calling in, and I guess it's you're actually, as he's saying, the steam. So you're kind of double cooking the egg. So that's a that's a great idea, uh, and I would have never thought of something like that. And you you always wonder too how a trick like that, who whoever did it first,
1: his mom, well,
0: okay, <laughs> and maybe it was I mean, a,
1: what would we do without moms and grandmoms? Right? Was it an
0: accident, and they discovered something and. Uh, and then and then, pass it on down, because that does sound like a kind of a neat trick I, th-
1: I think the the kitchen is one of those places, Kevin, where human ingenuity always shows up because we're always trying to figure out how to make things easier, quicker, faster, and better, and so we've always had to figure out uh, from the time of caveman, how to make you know life in the kitchen a lot better, and I think we're doing and you know, and what's funny, the more technology we get, the less people are actually cooking, so we need to work on that. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, we've also got another caller on the line, so we say hello to Kenzie in Mobile. Kenzie, you're on the air with us. Go ahead.
1: Happy Monday, Kenzie.
0: Hey,
5: how's, it, how's it going?
0: Good. What do you have for us?
5: Uh, yeah, I was I was wondering if the uh, the panel you guys had uh, had any uh, like their opinions on the USDA regulating eggs not to be referred to as healthy nor nutritious.
0: Okay. Uh, not he- had heard about that, but. Um,
5: and I, I'll, I'll I'll take the uh, answer offline. I'll, you know, I just wanted to hear their their
4: take on it.
0: Okay, thanks. Oh, From go ahead.
2: I'm not exactly sure what he's referring to. Yeah, um,
0: I I don't know. I've not heard that the USDA said eggs were not healthy or nutritious. But um, but I guess that you would again. You told us earlier uh, that they are uh, a good. Tell us some of the the health benefits of of eggs.
2: Well, obviously, you know, um, they're quick and easy, which is good. But as far as health benefits, you know, you're talking about something that's only a large egg is 72 calories and -hmm. that's it. And then it has about six grams of protein, 13 vitamins and minerals. So, you know, you figure you add two of those is less than 150 calories and you can add vegetables, you can add different things to it. And so whether you scramble them or you do whatever you want to do with them. I mean, you're talking about something that's very low calorie that has a lot of protein and a lot of vitamins and minerals in it. That's really good for you. So I think the health benefits are are really good. You know, you look at protein bars and protein shakes and things like that. I'm not real sure what's in so, in those things because mm-hmm. some of them taste like cardboard to me. But <laughs> um, I, eggs don't taste like cardboard, which is a good thing. And uh, when you're talking about less than 150 calories and then adding some vegetables, you know, you're talking about 200 calories for breakfast that's really going to fill you up. And for me as a girl, forget the, you know, eating it, Kevin, I want to whip it up and make
1: a nice face mask because, you know, <laughs> that's right. It, it, seriously, it is, it's been used for millennials to help tighten the skin up. I mean, it's just so many really put it on your hair,
2: right? There's so many different things you can do
1: inside out. The egg is just one of those things. And I, I can't see, uh, you know, well, you know, politics, it, it is what it is, but, you know, it, eggs are sustainable for families across this country everywhere. And, and it works well, even for your vegetables vegetarian friends it's a protein source that they can use and not have to eat chicken fish and you know and all those other things so I'm and
2: all. they're only about a quarter a piece
0: and they're yeah. it's a natural thing so you know there's not going to be any processed ingredients in there an egg is an egg from the chicken and so you know it's 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 a natural food so uh i think we'll we'll judge them healthy and uh and nutritious and delicious <laughs> <laughs> So, Ren, uh, before we take our next break, uh, what about some egg recipes or some things uh, that you have? Or what what are some of your favorite ways to have eggs?
2: Oh, gosh. Um, Everybody asks me that question. I usually (laughs) uh, depend on the egg marketing board for recipes. There's usually about one a day that comes across on Facebook, on their um, Facebook page or on Instagram. But um, if you Google the American Egg Board, incredibleegg.org, there are tons of recipes on there, more than you can even imagine but, really, at my house, just last night for dinner, my daughter, Cameron, said, Mom, I think I just want, you know, scrambled eggs with ham and cheese in there oh. for breakfast. So, I mean, for, for dinner. So, that's what, and I put onion powder in there. She likes onion powder in hers. So, I put a little bit of that in there and salt and pepper and then just throw in some, some ham and cheese. And that's that's usually the way I do it. But, um It just depends on what I've got going. We make a lot of breakfast casseroles and and things like that at our house.
1: Or you can always have a slice of bourbon pie. That's right. (laughs) Bourbon pie
2: is fantastic. (laughs)
0: All right, so that's incredibleegg.org to go there. You can find Mm -hmm. uh, some recipes for, for cooking eggs. Uh, so uh, it's time for our next break. I uh, want to thank our guest, Rin Lester, from the Mississippi Egg Marketing Board for visiting with us Yay. a little bit this morning. Uh, we're still looking for you to call in and let us know how you cook your eggs. Or have you tried one of the more exotic eggs, like a duck or quail egg? Let us know about that experience. Give us a call to join the conversation. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 Email the show, food, at mpbonline.org. Something to ponder during the break. Is it okay to use a cracked egg? The answer might surprise you. We'll have it after this, so stay tuned. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. If you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcast app, or you can download the MPB Public Media app for your smartphone. That way, uh, you can listen to all the programs on MPB Think Radio on your schedule. If you want to join our incredible edible egg conversation this morning, give us a call. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's one 877 672 Seven four six four, or you can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. So before the break, we asked the question about a cracked egg, and if it's okay to use one. Uh, Bacteria can enter eggs through cracks in the shell, Uh, so don't buy a cracked egg. However, if it cracks on the way home, break them into a clean, clean container, cover it tightly keep refrigerated it and use it within two days. Does that uh, sound reasonable?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Kevin. You don't, you know, when you're in the market, you know, you want to be able to examine your eggs before, and, you know, and most of us know to open the carton and you look and you want to make sure that you don't have any, you know, of the egg uh, white running out into the container or that the eggs are cracked. If you accidentally cracked eggs on the way home, because that happens, you know, from the grocery store into the car, if you can go ahead and cook the egg immediately, Uh, you know, or use it into a cake base or you make some pancakes or whatever. Or like you said, Kevin, you know, to to put it in a container and then only after two days, if you haven't used it after two days, then you want to just go ahead and and discard it at this point. But you were talking about crack eggs during the break, and I said, "Well, no, I've dated a few. Other than that, Kevin, you know." <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of crack eggs, uh, I just want to give kudos. This weekend, I actually went to the Broken Egg um, uh, for a breakfast, Kevin, and I had a really, really. Uh, wonderful bite there, and so it's one of those restaurants that, you know, on their menu, what's featured is eggs, so kudos to them.
0: I go to the one in Pensacola a lot with my brother, and it's that's an, a great place. They, they certainly have large portions, I'll say, and uh, one of the funny stories was, and usually they do because that you order something and they bring pancakes with it, and, you know, this is a big, great big breakfast. My brother went there, and he, he wanted one pancake. And so he said, I'd like one pancake. And the waitress looked at him, and she's like, is that all? Said, <laughs> so yeah. anyway, uh, a fun place to go. And you're right, they do specialize uh, in egg dishes there, so a good breakfast place.
1: So one of the things that I had when I was there is I had their crab cakes with a, a lovely holiday sauce on top. And it's something that I would I recommend that everybody try at least one time at home. You know it's really simple to make uh, some recipes you know require that you you know the liquid that you use is water, but for me, I found that I want a, a nicer richer egg. I use a little bit of heavy cream in the base, but it's just a wonderful bite to have.
0: uh Craig is on the line from Biloxi this morning. Craig, you're on the air with us. Go ahead.
5: Hey, Craig
1: hey
0: hey, good morning.
5: yeah uh, I was wondering if you knew if uh, raw eggs are good for you because eggnog is coming up. And, uh, and, and I read somewhere that it has to be cooked to be, for your body to assimilate the protein.
0: All right, uh, Craig, uh, thanks for the call. Uh, Ren. what about the safety of raw eggs?
2: We don't recommend that you eat raw eggs at all. Okay. Uh, and also, uh, I think what you're alluding to is the fact that as you cook the egg, I think the, the protein and the nutrients are more bioavailable, um, but we definitely don't recommend eating raw eggs okay. at all.
0: All right, uh, Craig, thanks for your call.
2: And and a lot of
1: times, too, those eggs are, are tempered. You know, they're not just mm-hmm. baking, uh, using raw eggs for the eggnog. Those eggs are tempered, and so you don't have a raw
0: product. All right. Only in Hollywood with Rocky can you uh, consume raw eggs. <laughs> you know, there,
1: there was a time that, you know, athletes used, you know, the eggs, the raw eggs. And, of course, you, you're thinking about bacteria like salmonella, and we don't, you know, we don't want anybody to turn green and, you know, turn into little eggs. <laughs> you know, so No raw no eggs. No. Yeah.
0: So, Ren, you, you mentioned, or we mentioned, that you are with CalMain Foods. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us, if you would, a little bit, where, where are they located? And give us maybe a little bit of an insight into how uh, maybe a big egg pl- uh, farm works.
2: Okay, well, we are in 14 states. We sell into 24. Um, we sold over a billion dozen eggs back a couple of years ago and have wow. since. Huh. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot. It's <laughs> uh, a lot of chickens. It's <laughs> a lot of chickens. Uh, we have about... Um, 40 million laying hens across the, mainly the southeast United States. We do have a location out in Utah, um, but mostly in the southeast. So how that works is we have hatcheries. Mm-hmm. We have breeder farms that supply the eggs to the hatcheries. We have pullet farms, and then we have laying farms. We own all of our own feed mills. Um, so it's, it's, it's a huge deal. It's a huge operation, but um, we've been at it since before I was born, Back in the early 60s, when Mr. Adams started Adams Egg Farm, so I think he's got it down pat um, wow. by now. But it's a, uh, it's. I've been there almost 21 years, and uh, so
1: can and you walk us through part of the processing? You know, how does it, how does it happen? So, is there a hatchery for the uh, the chickens to lay the eggs, and then is it a cleaning process? Can you
2: kind of right? Okay, so all the, all the hatchery stuff comes way before you know the the laying hens actually. So at the layer farm. When the eggs are laid, they, they're on a conveyor belt, and they come down, and they all go through the washer. They go through a pre-wash. They go through the washer, and then they are sanitized, the outside sanitized. And then they go through a dryer, and then they're separated according to weight and grade. And anything that's dirty kind of goes back around to be rewashed. Um, and then we have USDA inspection in all of our facilities as well. So they're checking your grade A um, your AA to make sure everything's clean. They also come in and check the plant before we start up to make sure the plant's clean. We have uh, a sanitation crew that comes in and cleans up. So um, we do all that. We, we do a lot of in-process measurements. And, of course, temperature is a big issue with us. So we make sure that the eggs are refrigerated at 45 degrees or less uh, while they're in our cooler and then while they're being transported to, that to the stores.
0: Um, so what the, you know, they, most refrigerators come with the little egg holders in the door, but I've often heard that maybe that's not the best place to store eggs in a refrigerator. what What's your tip on that?
2: Yeah, that's true. Actually, a lot, most new refrigerators don't come with those. Oh, okay. but that was so much fun. That was my favorite thing <laughs> when I was little to get home from the grocery store right. and be in the mine. one who got to put the eggs and the little things in the door. But they, and of course it was an avocado green refrigerator too, but uh, <laughs> on, like on the Brady Bunch. But nobody really has those anymore. We do recommend that you store them in the carton because Eggshells have lots and lots of tiny Pours, pores, that's right. and they will soak up just about any odor that's in your refrigerator. We, um, we get some calls every now and then from people who will say that their eggs have a metallic taste or or something, an, an off taste. And most of the time, we can trace it back to them being stored next to a fruit that ripens. So if you, or, or a vegetable, even onions actually onions
4: in will yeah. emit a
2: gas as they ripen. And mm-hmm. so do bananas and citrus fruits and things. So eggs can absorb that and it and it comes out with this really weird metallic-y kind of funky flavor. So we just recommend that you leave them in the carton because they will soak up odors.
1: So, so growing up for me, you guys were talking about keeping them in the refrigerator younger. But I grew up on a farm. So it was hearing the hen uh, cackle every morning. Uh, she would lay eggs under the fireplace seat, and it was my job to crawl under the house, Kevin, as a little kid. <laughs> thanks granny and and to go gather eggs and you t- and, and and what i do know is farm fresh eggs those eggs that you get where your hands are laying it's a completely different taste altogether mm-hmm. and you know so it's a is the great debate between brown eggs and white eggs so what do you, what's your take on that well nutritionally there's no difference N- nutritionally
2: yes you know and so um, while you may you know see a little bit or experience a little bit of a different taste as far as the eggs eggs are concerned it's mostly just a difference in the feed. Because okay. the eggs that are at, at your house out in the yard are going to eat, you know, all kinds of little bugs and and all kinds of different things. Yeah, so thanks. A now bit I'm going to
1: have to go to therapy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't
1: eat the bug, the bird. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just playing.
0: Got another caller on the line. We'll welcome Bob on the line uh, from Brandon. Good morning, Bob. You're on the air with us.
5: Hey, Bob. Good, mo- Good morning. I'm enjoying the show. Thank you. Just, uh, just a comment. Uh, Years ago, I was a sailor, so to speak. I loved to sail out on sailboats at sea. And one of the things that we did, I can't remember a whole lot about it, but one of the things that we did is you had to keep your eggs unrefrigerated because you just didn't have refrigeration. So you would take Vaseline and you would put eggs real good, and they would last a week or so without, without any problems. I just wonder if anybody does that anymore.
2: I've never actually
1: uh, put Vaseline on an egg before.
2: I can't say that I have either but um you know I'm I'm sure that that just helped it to retain the moisture mm-hmm. but of course we just we recommend refrigeration for sure
0: all right, uh, Bob, thanks for the call. But, you know, the, again, kudos to those uh, folks out there. And when you're out in the middle of the ocean and you don't have a refrigerator, right. sometimes you got to do what you got to do. So a clever way to, to solve that problem.
1: And years ago, Kevin, especially, you know, again, growing up on the farm, it was no such thing as putting your eggs in the refrigerator. It was not uncommon to gather bunches of eggs and they would sit for a few days. But then a lot of times, you know, farmers growing up that way, you had a lot of children so are you, you cooked at least three times a day? You know, mm-hmm. my grandmother literally would. So, you, so you consumed a lot of eggs during the course of the day. The only time that I tell people to leave eggs out now is a uh, maybe an hour or so before you're cooking a cake and you want that egg at room temperature, mm-hmm. but you don't want them to set even out overnight. You want to just go ahead and you know put them back up.
0: Got another caller on the line. It's Lori from Batesville. Good morning, Lori.
3: Hey, Lori. Good. Hi, good morning, everybody. I have a question. Um, When I go to my local market, um, you can usually buy eggs in a styrofoam carton, um, uh, like the cardboard cartons, and all of those have an expiration date on it. But recently, I've been buying eggs that just come in a plastic carton, and on top of the eggs, it has another liner that actually covers the tops of them and never is there an expiration date on those? Is that just because the way it's packaged that it keeps them fresher longer, and and those eggs are brown eggs?
2: Okay, they, I'm not sure. You might want to ask your your supermarket manager there exactly where they're coming from because any of the eggs um, that we put out that USDA looks at and says are okay, they're they're graded and they've passed inspection are going to have that expiration date. On them. Okay. Now, we don't determine whether the carton is is a pulp fiber or uh, a foam carton. The customer determines that. They determine all their own artwork and things like that. So, you might just want to ask where those are coming from and see about that because they really do need to put some type of expiration date on there.
1: And that really right, I mean, that really is unusual because grocery stores have a standard that they have to abide mm-hmm. by to uh, You know, because they're stocking and restocking all the time, so they can't afford to have items. Uh, that it's been sitting for a month and that could cause the consumer a problem. So right. you definitely want to uh, address that with your your grocer.
3: Okay, because I, I, I've noticed that at Walmart as well, where oh, yeah. um, you know it's just in the plastic carton and then it it has the other liner, the plastic liner, and that, that covers each of the eggs. And then um, as far as who they're from, Eggland's Best or whomever, um, it just has a piece of cardboard. On it that says.
1: So, is there a se- is there a series of numbers uh, anywhere on the packaging? Because what it may be is that the date is infused into the at the end of the series of numbers.
2: Yeah, there should I be a capital to- P there that has a plant number on right. it. Right.
3: Okay, I'll take a I'll take a look next time, and yeah. um, try to figure that out. I, I wondered if they were just fresher, so they didn't need the thirty day expiration or.
2: Well, they should have the the expiration date or a use-by date on them regardless. Okay. All right, good. I'll check that out next time. I was
3: just wondering if you've heard of anything because I've never seen that before. All right.
0: Lori, thanks for your call. Uh, Let's see. It's time for our next break. Uh, we, uh, If you have an egg recipe that you want to share with us, you can give us a call. The number is one mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Or email the show, food, at mpbonline.org. During the break, see if you can guess what food is celebrating its national month this and every December. Your only hint is that it's an egg dish. We'll have the answer after the break, so stay tuned. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking today about eggs. If you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to a podcast using your favorite podcast app or download the MPB Public Media app and you can listen to all the programs on MPB Think Radio on your schedule. Uh, So we've been talking about eggs today. And just a quick follow-up, Lori called us in from Batesville and said that she had seen some eggs in her area uh, that were in clear plastic containers and had no expiration date. But there is a legal requirement that eggs have to have an expiration date on there. So uh, as as we suggested, maybe follow up with your grocer, but also it might be that there is a code uh, on the package somewhere that's not very clearly, you know, July 31st, whatever. Uh, but there is a legal requirement that all eggs have to have an expiration date on there. Uh, oh, before, uh, during the break, uh, we asked about what egg dish has December designated as its national month? and. Deborah, you uh, you want win, winner winner eggnog. chicken dinner?
1: <laughs> you know, Sharita Brent is the reason why I know this. Sharita <laughs> drinks eggnog by the carton, so if you're listening, dog, good morning to you. <laughs> That's
0: right. Our our former colleague Sharita uh, was a big proponent of eggnog. I believe she had some in her uh, her refrigerator here at work. It's
1: the funniest thing to see her walking around this little bitty tiny girl, and she's got a gallon of eggnog. It's just hilarious.
0: Uh, Sometimes during the holidays, uh, it uh, contains alcohol, but it's also known as milk punch or egg milk punch, so it's a rich, chilled, sweetened, dairy-based beverage, traditionally made with milk, cream, sugar, whipped egg whites, and egg yolks, and occasionally as we said, some sort of, uh, maybe probably bourbon from your pie, I guess.
1: Yes. <laughs> it makes fantastic ice cream. You can also use it when you're making cakes and pies during the holidays. So you don't just have to sip it up. It makes a wonderful, wonderful candy, Kevin. There's a lot of things that you can do with the wonderful igna.
0: Now, Rent, last week on the show, uh, we had a discussion about peeling a boiled egg. Mm. And Deborah's trick was to put it in...
1: I put the eggs in a mason jar, okay. a couple of eggs at a time, just a tiny bit of water, put the lid on and give it a spin around, and the, and, the, and they completely undress. It is just, it works really well for me. It's an old, old trick uh, because, you know, a lot of times, you because you, you, you want that egg to be perfect when it comes out. You don't want the scarring. But a lot of that has to do, too, with the way you cook the egg. Um You know, and if the egg is too soft, what happens a lot of times? If the egg is too soft, and if it's not cooled enough, and you get ready to peel it, you're you're tearing it apart. Mm -hmm. So,
2: yeah, using a little bit older eggs will help too. Yes. if you know you're going to be doing deviled eggs at Christmas, buy them a couple of weeks ahead of time, so that they're still within the expiration date. But then that's going to give you a little better, a little easier time
0: to peel those. And a
2: lot of people don't really know the correct way to pull eggs. There's a great tutorial about that on um, Incredible Egg. Org, um, A lot of people will just turn the heat up and boil them and just leave them on a rolling boil for, you know, 15 minutes. But that's not the way they suggest you do that. So you're going to want to cover them up and then bring it to a bowl and then, then cut them off and cover them and let them stay in there and do it that way. And then you put them in the cold water to stop the, the cooking process, and it'll make them a little bit easier to peel as well.
1: One of my chef friends in Atlanta, he says, you have to finesse the egg, Double, You can't just <laughs> boil it. You have to finesse <laughs> the egg. <laughs>
2: That's definitely right.
0: <laughs> all right uh, so I'm gonna put you on the spot again. What about tips for scrambled eggs?
2: Gosh, you know there's so many different ways to to scramble eggs when when I do it at home, if I don't have any kind of cream or anything like that, I just use a, a couple of about a tablespoon of water because that kind of gives it that and get your pan hot enough because that can all make it steam and bubble up. but you can really just do just about anything. My daughter wants onion powder in hers. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, they're, it's pretty hard to mess it up. It just depends on how exactly you want it to taste and, and how hard you want them scrambled or how soft you want them scrambled.
1: One of, one of the things that I suggest, um, like when you're cracking your eggs and you put them in your bowl, make sure you whip them until there's no streaking in the eggs. Okay. That has a lot to do with how the finished product is going to turn out as well, Kevin. Mm-hmm. It, it, the, the aesthetics of the egg, it fluffs a lot better, mm-hmm. and it, and you'll get a lighter taste, you know. Now, if you're like me and an old country girl and, you know, don't care and just crack them right over your skillet and scramble them right in the skillet, it just depends on what, you you know, what you want them to
2: look and taste like. Right. Just make sure you cook them thoroughly.
0: And have a big thing of ketchup standing by.
2: Mm. Uh. Oh. <laughs> you put blaspheming,
1: Kevin. What? Now, wait, wait. Now, hold on now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only
0: person that puts ketchup on scrambled eggs. Please. My
2: daughter's friend oh, puts God.
0: ketchup on Yeah, yours. I'm just
1: messing with you. I've, you know, from mayonnaise, ketchup, uh, Worcestershire sauce hot, sauce, hot sauce, you can put anything on egg, All absolutely. Right.
0: Well, and, and actually, as we kind of mentioned earlier in the show, uh, similar to pasta, uh, certainly like a scrambled egg dish, and our friend Kathleen called in from Osaka to give us some suggestions, it's kind of a good base And you can add a lot of stuff into that uh, to make it maybe a little bit more of a meal than than it might be just on its own.
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay, what about some other uses for eggs? Uh, An anti-aging cleanser. Egg whites are bursting with proteins and make a great facial, as Deborah mentioned earlier. Whisk some egg whites with water, apply it to your face, and wash it off. You'll find your pores shrinking and lesser puffiness. Now, that's, (laughs) I mean, as puffy as I am, I think I might just go home and bathe in an egg. Well uh, that's uh, you know
1: so because I'm so busy and and inherently I'm darker under my eyes and when I'm tired they're dark and they they puff a quick trick for me Kevin is to uh, take the egg white tiny bit of water just a little bit of oil whip it up really good. Do my face, let it dry, and then rinse it really well. And it helps to diminish that. But it does, it tightens up your pores. And actually, you can use the, the egg wash all over your skin. It's just a really great thing for girls to do, you know. so hey, take, an got, egg, take an egg bath.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we guys like lesser puffiness also. So, <laughs> What about as a hair conditioner? Beat two eggs with a bit of olive oil and apply it to the hair once frothy. Bunch up your hair under a shower cap. And leave it to sit for 20 minutes. Rinse it off later and you'll find your hair sleek and silky. If you hate the smell of raw eggs, add some scented oil to the mixture before applying.
2: Or an avocado.
0: Ah, there we go. Absolutely.
1: And if girls are having problems with your hair shedding... The protein in the egg is absolutely a great defense for hair that's mm-hmm. shedding. And so. once
0: again, I'll say, as someone who is balding, <laughs> men need to worry about shedding hair also. So
1: he's going to buy a case of eggs, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> not just a dozen. Well, you know, it's it's really funny how that works. You know, a guy can, a guy can have those issues, and we'll say, "Oh my gosh, she's so distinguished, Kevin. <laughs> I love your gray whiskers." You know, it's just it's just beautiful. But when girls have those problems, it can really just become
2: a crisis for us. You know.
0: All right, so we're out right about out of time. Rin, if you would remind us, I guess you, you mentioned that the Egg Marketing Board has a Facebook page.
2: They do. They have Facebook and Instagram.
0: Okay. And then what was the other site that you mentioned? Incredible?
2: IncredibleEgg.org. Okay. And you can also just Google American Egg Board, and it, it'll have a link to the Egg Nutrition Center and all the different websites associated with the American Egg Board.
0: All right, very good. Uh, That's going to wrap us up for today. want to thank everybody who gave us a call this morning. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Think Radio, contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. So for Deborah Hunter and our guest, Rin Laster, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned. For now, you're talking with Marshall Ramsey. That's followed by Southern Remedy at 11. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining heard only on MPB Think Radio.
5: MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look
4: to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org underwriting for more information.